Ramble. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of You Can Sit With Us. I'm one of your hosts, Becky, and I'm joined by Ariel. Hello. Maggie. Hi. And we have our pick set, Rainy. Hello. <laughs> I was like, should I do more of an intro than that? Rainy's running the controls today. Hey, just running the show. What's new, guys? What's what's the haps? What's the 411? How was your weekend? Good. Yeah, what did you do, Ariel? I was in uh, I was in the mountains this weekend. Ooh, how was that? Yeah. How was the weather? Uh, it was lovely. Oh, my goodness. It is like 72 during the day, and at night it gets really cold. That's nice. Yeah, so you wake up and you like want to put on a sweater. Oh, I just love sweaters. Awesome. I, I love being up there. It's really, really fun. Um, what did we do? Oh, it was my grandmother's birthday. Aww. Yeah, so uh, I think she's turning 86 or okay. something like that. Yeah, wow. like, you know, she's in her 80s, and... Uh, uh, yeah, we wanted to celebrate and she loved it. She was just surrounded, like, she loves being the center of attention. <laughs> and it was very fun. That's fun. Uh, yeah. But it was like, my dad had a birthday recently. There's a lot of like Taurus and uh, and Aries in our family. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there was a lot of, you guys know I love gifting. So this is the first time I'd seen everybody in a while. And so I had gifts for everyone. I went up there with a huge box of gifts. Everybody was like, what? My birthday was a month ago. And I was like, I know, but I didn't see you. Just yeah, fine. I know. That's awesome. <laughs> What'd you do, Max? Uh, let's see. I went to a one-year-old's birthday during the day on Saturday, which was very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, very fun. Very sweet. Surrounded by babies. And then I just caught up with like friends. I what else did we do? We went to Alex's birthday party in WeHo at Lance Bass's bar, which was very fun. It was like 90s and 2000s night, which was lit. Um, And other than that, lots of relaxing, you know? Good. What about you, Bex? Guys, this weekend was Alex Lewis's wedding. Alu is married. That's exciting. Final Lou baby to get married. That's fantastic. (laughs) They're all committed. Yeah. There was, um, it was very fun. The one gripe Keith and I had is we love the anniversary dance at weddings. Uh It's a very Midwestern thing. It was actually surprising to find it at a California wedding. Yeah. And so usually the sequence of events for the anniversary dance is one year, two years, five years. Keith and I are finally at our five years and we were ready. We were like, yes, we get to stay up for like a decent majority of this song. The DJ went straight to five years. No They were like, way. who's been dating five years? Or who's been married five years? And Keith was like, just stay. He's like, we're staying. We're staying. <laughs> and so we just stayed for like 10 more seconds. They're like, all right, 10 years. And we're like, okay, bye. Oh. You, okay. I have to say, I have never heard of this before. Really? I did it at your wedding. I think that was the only wedding that I did it at. We didn't do it. You didn't? No. 
Why not? I've done it at one <laughs> wedding. I don't know why we didn't do it, actually. I feel like I've we never, maybe just forgot never, about it. I've, I, when you said that, I didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah. I thought it was like one of the dances that like, like you, you make, came up with a dance that you would then dance at your anniversary or something like that. Oh no, it's just, they have everyone who's married come up yeah. and you start dancing with the bride and groom and they say, all right, if you've been married, you know, one year, it's usually one, two and five, this okay. one straight to five, yeah. but then it's usually you end with like, you know, a grandparent or yeah. someone who's been married like 50 years. Cute. So it's a very cute. That's it's a nice tradition really to get everybody on yeah. or a good amount of people on the dance floor, you know, and then how have I never I love weddings. I think it might maybe it was just like a Midwestern thing, but I, I, I went to a lot of weddings in Chicago. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. I feel like I've so weird. At least one or two. Maybe it's um, well send off in the comments. I want to know who's (laughs) done this before and how I have never heard of this. Never. What is your favorite thing that you look forward to in a wedding tradition? Or wedding traditions that like wedding traditions. Do you like are you cha cha are you team cha cha slide? Are you team like what is Uh, (laughs) what is your thing? The wobble. The wobble. (laughs) (laughs) What's the one where you go? To the window, oh, oh. to the wall. <laughs> no, that's just a song. But I actually know many friends who have banned that from their wedding. Why? Including me. <laughs> Why? I it's will so be banning. Sing the next lyric. To the window, to the wall. <laughs> then what, Ariel? Then what? Everybody on the dance floor is getting sweaty. That's why it's funny. Uh-huh. But what's the next line in the song? To the window, to, to the, the wall. wall. <laughs> to the sweat dripping down my balls. Yes. <laughs> I would say that's why it gets banned on a lot of that's weddings. so funny. Because <laughs> you're like, yeah, I'm sweaty too. Yep, just like the sweat dripping I, down my balls. Because usually they play it like <laughs> oh, when, speak, when speak. like the... <laughs> You know, when everybody's just really like moshing, you know, yeah, you can't play that. Like, I can't play that early. To the window, to the wall, to the wall, to the sweat drip down my balls. You know, oh, like <laughs> <laughs> I remember you came over one day and I just had a Spotify playlist come on, was on and Becky or Becky was like, I love that the song that you greeted me to <laughs> was my entrance music. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, the Becky's coming up on this playlist. Here we go. Welcome. Entrance music. That's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Maggie, what's your yeah, favorite, what's your favorite wedding, wedding? Anything by ABBA. <gasps> oh, anything. Solid. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like my favorite. Nice. Okay. No, 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 no. I'll take anything. Vule. You can't just choose everything. That's I like, like them saying, all. That's like saying, like, what's your favorite color? And you're like, rainbow. All colors. <laughs> all colors. <laughs> obviously. Um, I don't know. I just like, yeah, I like all the music that they play. I think wedding music is very specific. Mm-hmm. Um, not too many line dances, though. I think everyone needs yeah. to have a limit of like, Honestly, one. One is all you need. Okay. Mm. Mm. IMO. And how do you guys feel about, have you ever been to a party where they had professional dancers come out to like hype everybody up? Oh yeah. God. We were at the VidCon after party. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. I, I thought you were saying, have we ever been there? I was like, was I alone? <laughs> You're right. I, I, didn't, think, I, didn't, think, I didn't register that in my like head a as a streamies after party. As like a one wedding. of the after parties, there were party and party people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't remember there being uh, like hype dancers there, but yeah. Yeah, I only remember because one of my friends was one of the hype dancers. Right. <laughs> and he came out and I was like, what's going on? <laughs> it's a big thing for bar mitzvahs. Oh, yeah. Oh. To have like like hype dancers to get the 13-year-olds on the floor. Mm-hmm. Nice. I, I think like Tiffany it. Haddish did that as her job. Oh, what In I- uh, uh, her memoir, she talked about it. She was like the hype woman at bar mitzvahs. Yes. And she maybe killed someone once. 
That was the other thing she did at the bar mitzvah. <laughs> Oops. Mm. Possibly. She possibly hyped someone too hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. They got um, too hyped. You guys, we have some exciting TikToks to look at today. Ooh. Um, they're hacks. Mm. Hacks brought to you by Rainy. Do you oh. guys have any hacks that you would film a TikTok for that you're like, this is the hack that I show all my friends and I tell everyone about it? Mm. Hmm. I feel like whenever I do need a hack or I perform a task and I'm like, that was too hard. I will reference TikTok and we'll type in keywords to see if someone's come up with a better way to do said task. I do it all the time. Like what? Like, okay, I cleaned my beauty blender and it didn't come out as clean as I had anticipated. So I went to TikTok and I was like, beauty blender clean. <laughs> and it showed me like seven different ways at least to clean. That's so interesting. Nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. You, so you guys like to watch cleaning TikToks? Or just like, what else have I used the TikTok for? I feel like most of my hacks are like cleaning <laughs> hacks. Mine are, yeah, mostly cleaning and folding. And, mm. oh, if I need to know folding. how to fold something, I'll look I still look don't it know up. how to fold a fitted sheet. <sighs> it's I, so I easy. Literally just I can, <laughs> but I've realized it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not mm -hmm. worth it. Because you have to I unfold it. When yeah. Yeah. But um, I think the like using a lemon and vinegar uh, to clean everything, mm -hmm. like you put it in your microwave and set it for 45 seconds or whatever, and then you just wipe everything away. I yeah. learned that. I think I learned that, you know, five years ago on Instagram. And that's, oh, a, yeah. that's a good one. The little or, steaming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ingredients for just like produce sprays. I've learned that on TikTok produce as well. Sprays. Yeah, like apple cider vinegar. Sprays. I think I put a little salt or sugar in it. Oh, that's one thing that I would definitely look up. Maybe not on TikTok. Maybe I should start doing that. Um, is don't lie, Earl. You flies. mean on Instagram oh, Reels? Of fruit a reposted you know, TikTok. I, mean on Instagram reels. <laughs> I don't know how to search anything on Instagram Reels. Um, oh yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I probably would not be able to do that. I'd probably look just look it up on Google. Yeah. Um, the fruit fly ones you can use apple cider vinegar and soap in a jar with right. like little holes in it. And that's I have looked mm -hmm. that up. What did mm -hmm. our parents do for all these like little hacks? Did they just I reference magazines? Or they just kept all of the information in their heads or that like asked friends yeah. or something? Maybe they actually talked to their neighbors. Yeah. All right, Rainy, our first TikTok we're going to look at. Some of these are cleaning hacks. Some of these are food hacks. Love that. Okay, we got tofu eaters in the house. Woo! You guys both eat tofu. You're tofu fans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you normally make your to tofu? Press and then Press tofu it. scramble. To okay. Ariel, how mm. do you? I cut it into cubes and into then cube. I kind of uh, like saute them. So when tofu is frozen, it becomes chewier, or some might say even more meat-like. But basically, the water in the tofu expands when it's frozen, creating small pockets that change the texture entirely and for the better. Just look at the comparison. All you do is open and drain your tofu. I keep it in the same packaging and put it in the freezer overnight. The next morning, I remove it to thaw. Then I just cut it into planks to make the pressing easier. Press it to remove any water. Do you freeze your tofu? And what do you make with it? Hmm... How about that? So, I like excuse that. me, so sorry. So he wants us to freeze our tofu. Why? To make it firmer. So a lot of the time people don't necessarily, well, I feel like tofu is just, some people don't enjoy the experience because it's kind of mushy. Mm. And if you don't press it, especially it's very mushy. So that's just another way to get it firmer for those who don't like it. So mushy. Because mm -hmm. it okay. compacts it down. I have heard it, but... Mm. I have little to no patience when I'm 
getting ready to cook a meal. Like I can't remember to, oh, I should freeze this a day in advance. Right. But mm. and I feel like tofu is one of those things that you're like, oh, you already have to have kind of be to patient for yeah. and pressing it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So you're not going to use the hack. Hack is dead to you. Too much work. Too much work. Too much work. I would probably freeze tofu just because we didn't eat it enough. And mm. I was like, oh, I have tofu in the freezer. I'll go, let me grab that. Does it go bad? And knowing that I could just eat it straight out of the freezer, that's awesome. Mm. I would use it. I think I love my tofu press enough to not necessarily. I like I like it when it's pressed. I don't think I need it even more compact. But mm. if I wanted to do like a, there's these one like barbecue tofu that I buy from the farmer's market and it's so tasty and I cannot replicate this man's recipe. It's mm-hmm. Dave's Korean for anyone who lives in LA. He makes they're delicious. But anyway, I can never get it to his consistency. Maybe if I froze it, I could. So maybe mm. report back, report oh. back. Mm. All right. So we're going to freeze our tofu. Next up, this one's for Ariel. Okay. She's our egg mama. Oh, give me the eggs. Hey, how do you normally make your hard boiled eggs? In a pot of water. Pot of water. You do like the 12 minute method. Uh-huh. Yeah. Usually it's more like eight minutes. That's what I do too. So I'm interested to see. How this one works. And did you know that the, the time starts after the water starts boiling? Yep. That's what I always did. Kim Miller does not do that. Kim Miller puts the egg in immediately, sets her timer for like 14 minutes and calls it a day. Wow. Yeah. She does it. She she like free, free balls it. Wow. Does it and work? It, yeah, it came out. It was fine. They were good eggs. So it probably starts boiling within like two or three minutes. So. Yeah. I was like, dope. Okay. So this is... A hack for the easiest way to make hard boiling eggs is in the air fryer. All you need to do is pop them in there for 14 minutes at 275 and then throw them in an ice bath for five minutes. That's going to make the shell slide right off. I take the back of a spoon and I go all the way around the egg and I use my fingers to make a little opening to get the spoon in there. You want to get the spoon under like this little white skin. You can kind of see it there in the video and then that's all there is to it. It will slide right off. If you guys try this method, be sure to tag me so I can see. Wow. wow. I'm I'm gonna say no to that one. I don't know why it keeps playing like whatever's on my Spotify right after that too. <laughs> Only that one part of that song. That is so much work. That's a lot <laughs> that of work. So, I feel like it's not a hack. No. It's like how to make hard boiled eggs harder. Yeah. yeah. How or to like, make it more difficult for how yourself. To make, like that's just making a hard boiled egg in a in an air fryer. Yeah. It's not a hack. Yeah. It's just you're just not using boiling water. Yeah. So it's a hard fried egg. I don't not have an air really fryer, fried. so I'm going to have to go with. Yeah, I don't have an no. air fryer either. Do you, have, <laughs> do you have an air fryer, Becky? We have an air fryer. Kelsey Shower got us an air fryer. What do you do a, with it? A move-in present. That's very sweet. <laughs> I've, I see all these like air fry hacks, but I still I still haven't made the like the jump to get one. So it, they just don't seem ha- like like enough. Yeah. If you're if you are um, like a, adept at using an oven. You really don't. An air fryer is just a faster oven. It's a convection oven. works the same way with the air spinning around it, oh. but it just does it faster. Mm. Um, and there's like less cleanup. Huh. I would say we use ours more for like, like making like fried chickpeas and like fried artichokes. Yeah. But like everything else we use in the oven because it's such a small size. Right. Mm. But I, I, I wouldn't put my eggs in it. I would just boil water. 
Yeah. Could just, it, make, it just seems easier. I don't know. I don't could know. it make? I know. Yeah. Could it? And it, could, could it make like roasted vegetables? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's an. It does everything an oven does. It's literally just an oven in a smaller form. You turn it up to like it has degrees on it and everything, like four hundred degrees, whatever. There's a timer. All right, guys. How do you keep your produce fresh? Any tips? You guys have any tips? Eat it. For herbs, I will put them in little cups with water in them, and then I like wrap them with a little bit of plastic. Hmm. Hell yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good hack. Yeah, it just keeps your uh, herbs from not like withering and getting yeah. nasty. Everything except basil. All right, well, this one is for fresh fruit. Okay. Mm-hmm. This one is specifically sure straw babies. Mm-hmm. I found this tip a couple months ago, so I've been testing it out, and it works so well. But if you put your fruit, like strawberries, in a glass jar in the refrigerator, they stay fresh for two to three weeks. Weeks. And I've been testing it out, and it works amazing. Yeah. Put them in a jar. (laughs) How how much of a song can we play? (laughs) Put them in a jar. So, Maggie, you said you already do this. I do this. I have little mason jars when we buy uh, raspberries and blueberries. Zach eats berries every single night it's his little treat so every single time we buy them at the market i wash them and then i put them in the make sure they're nice and dry and then i put them in their jars and they stay good for a really long time also you want to hear another hack do you do this one for avocados if they're ripe you put them in water and they stop uh (gasps) they stop uh Ripening. That's so smart. So you can yeah. freeze it in its track. Not actually freeze it, but you <laughs> freeze the, the ripening. In we it. honestly, we eat fruit so fast that like, <laughs> I I like rinse it in the thing and then the next day it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we don't have, the avocados are the only one that I was like Need putting in water. Yeah. Or like carrots. You can do it with carrots and celery if they get like droopy. Like if you buy a big bag of carrots to put those in water and it rehydrates them to make them crunchy. Oh, oh I didn't know but that. But like those are the only things that really like stay for a long period of time at our right. house. You guys yeah. cook a lot. I guess these Not hacks anymore, are super helpful <laughs> for those with smaller households like you and Keith, me and Zach. We don't have like families to feed. So like the amount, we're a little slower at picking out our produce than yeah. the average family. I feel like if, you know, if our berries are starting to starting to get icky, then I just like throw them all into a bowl and they're gone by the end of the by the oh, end of the day. Yeah. yeah. Or freeze it, make some smoothies. Exactly. Yeah. That's Yum. what I do with spinach because we never actually eat spinach. In you house, can just I buy it for yeah. some mm-hmm. strange reason. Yeah. It stays forever. You can do that with kale. You could do it with, you can like chop it up and freeze it, throw freeze it in it. smoothies. Yeah. Speaking of your greens, you guys wash your greens, even if it says it's already been washed. I learned this was a controversial thing. If mm. it says it's been washed. If it says triple wash, do you wash it, it or not? Nah? No, I yeah. usually, unless I'm like hand picking them from the farmer's market, if they're coming in a bag, yeah. no. Straight okay. out of the bag. So, what? Keith and I don't. I've never. If it says it's washed, I believe it. Yeah. I believe everything I read. I yeah. believe it. And so we definitely got E. coli. What? <laughs> from a ba- from spinach that said it was already washed. And now, one, I won't eat spinach anymore. I'm off it for like easily a month. Oh, no. But with our other greens, even the stuff that says it's been washed now, hell no. I'm putting that in the sink. It's getting really? scrubbed down. Yeah. You have a you salad spinner? E. coli. Oh, God. You had E. coli? We did. That's terrible. It was awful. I'm so sorry. I mean, sorry. it was unconfirmed because the way you confirm it is yeah. by pooping in a jar and bringing it to a doctor. Right? Yeah. You know, right. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. But I you can both. tell you, though. You both. We had E. coli. <laughs> and for sure, 
did the spinach like look funny? No, it was oh. fine spinach. Okay. But we're like, we do like a lot of like breakfast salads and like with our smoothie. And so we both had the spinach in a smoothie and then had our breakfast salad. Huh. And then, you know. You know. The world was not a fun place for about <gasps> eight days. Oh, eight oh eight to ten days. That's Whoa. how long it takes to come out of your body. Oh, when we were in New York. <laughs> oh, no. So that was exciting. So like, was there an outbreak? You know how sometimes they say sometimes like, they don't like don't email you? Yeah. No, I didn't mm-hmm. get an email or anything. Yeah. Huh. But it was from Whole Foods. Oh. It was Whole Shots Foods. Fired. So mm-hmm. thanks, Jeff Bezos. Oh, <laughs> oh that's the worst. Uh-uh-uh. Right. Okay. Well, Thank I know you. what I'm getting you for your birthday. A salad spinner. We have salad spinner. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, you should uh, use that. I just <laughs> didn't wash it. It yeah. said it was no, washed. I, tr- I believed it. I would have trusted it. I believed it. I, I don't wash things and say they're washed. Me neither. Yeah. Why why would you? I wash they're everything washed. else. Yeah. What about do you guys wash uh like apples and oranges? Not oranges because I don't eat the outside, but I wash my apples. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I wash most of my stuff because we don't use the we or we try not to use the little bags at the grocery store. So all of our produce goes just like on the conveyor belt. Yeah. yeah. Mm, so I wash it regardless. Same. Yeah. I'm just thinking about like all the dirty things that I've probably eaten. <laughs> You know, like we eat food straight, like at the farmer's market, mm-hmm. the boys will just take the berries out of the thing and just start eating those. And I'm thinking yeah. to myself, like, how many people have touched these? Yeah. I mean, I rinse it with water, but they sometimes even say like, you know how some people really like to like shave their uh, mm. carrots and everything, mm-hmm. but they sometimes say that, well, I've heard before that even soil has probiotics in it. So it's like, as long as you're like cleaning with water, generally you should be okay. I mean, E. coli, that's something completely different. Yeah, it's a whole different Who thing. knows if you would have been able to get rid of it with water. Right. You don't know. Oh, no. You don't know. We have a little like veggie wash thing. Yeah. A little bar. Yeah. A little bar you wash that produce yeah. with. Mm-hmm. And you can tell the difference when you like apples, like takes that like waxy coating off. Yeah. yeah. Okay, guys, we're going to move on to some audience questions. Um, let's see here. I will start how to change RSVP because you realized the host was creepy. <gasps> Hi, everyone. I wanted to start off by saying I love your podcast. It gives me a reason to look forward to Tuesday mornings. Oh, that's very sweet. Um, okay. So this summer semester, my university announced that it will be in person, which is very exciting for me since it means I finally get to have a university experience, including university parties, which I was invited to one last week. The person that invited me was someone I met in my mycology class in the fall semester. I had invited them to my 19th since the two of us were in a really tight-knit study group with two other people. Anyway, this person requested that I bring my best friend since they had taken a particular liking to my best friend. And my best friend agreed to come to this party. However, when I told this person my best friend is coming to the party, this person texted me and said, will best friend kiss me? I was shocked reading that text since the person that invited us has never met my best friend. Mind you, they have only seen one picture of my best friend through a Snapchat like five months ago. And this made the party invite seem less appealing, especially after the fact that my boyfriend pointed out that the person inviting us used will instead of would when asking about kissing my best friend. How do we let this person know we no longer would like to come to this party without hurting their feelings? Yeah, that's weird. It's that's little, weird. That's creepy. That's weird. I go with just say you don't want to go. No is a complete sentence. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't got to tell them why. Yeah. Just say, so, ah, 
We're not going to come to the party. Sorry. I mean, also university parties. I feel like you could just not show up. Yeah. Right. I mean, I guess if you were texting about it, I would probably like my Midwestern self would be like, sorry, can't come. Yeah. Hope the party's fun. Would you be like, would you ever sit, sit, like give a reason? Like got caught up with homework. No, I don't think you either. You're just like, sorry, I can't come. Yeah. I don't think it needs a discussion. You're on team discussion. Yeah. Your well, team let them know. I don't know how to approach someone and tell them, sorry, I can't the come. The boys being... are also over there filming. So if you hear some background noise, it's, it's those them. troublemakers, not us. <laughs> those loud boys. Yeah. I feel like, though, if the friend is expecting, like, <gasps> this person to show up with their date, you know, like, their whole night uh is sort of set upon them showing up. Yeah, but you can't put all that on yourself. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, especially since your best friend never agreed to any of this. Yeah. Or you could also just say, like, that's creepy. And uh, I don't think that we're coming now. You could say, like, instead of creepy, you could say it makes me uncomfortable that you asked this, like, set a boundary, you know. It makes me uncomfortable that you asked this question about my friend that you don't know. I just wanted to let you know. Yeah. You know. And in that case, you could still go to the party if you wanted to because now you've set a boundary. Mhm. And you didn't have to miss the party. I probably still would. <laughs> just just cuz. Yeah. Protect your friend. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Fixed it. Just say you don't want to come. <laughs> uh, let's see. What to do with an insincere apology? <gasps> Hello, beautiful crew. I am a 26-year-old male, and I don't know if I am behaving too much like a high schooler. I've been in a friend group of four since I was in elementary school, and one of said friends is getting married. He was very vocal that me and the other two would be best men for the last two years. The wedding came closer, and I saw through an Instagram story that he announced to our two friends and two of his other friends that they are going to be his best men. Frankly, I got a little sad. I thought I was going to be part of the wedding, not in a narcissistic way, but because I love him and wanted to support him. Anyways, I stayed sad for a couple of days, but I mentalized myself uh, with, fuck it, I'm still going to the wedding anyways. I'll be there supporting him. I'll just get drunk with many fewer responsibilities. But last week we all went to this party and he apologized in the most distant and frankly disrespectful way. I felt really angry because he was very, not that big a deal about it. So now I'm upset about the dumb apology and sad about the fact. Here's my concern. On the one hand, it's not my wedding and he can do whatever the fuck he wants. And I will support most of his decisions The decision might be in part from the bride or a number of variables that I don't know. On the other hand, I feel distanced and very much unappreciated by the apology. He is not the most communicative friend, so I don't think I can talk to him about it. I will go to the wedding either way, but I wanted to get your perspective and maybe you can give me examples of this happening to you and just ways to focus on the happy parts of the wedding instead. The drama. That's a lot of drama. Drama of it all. Maggie, I know you're in it. Yeah. Picking bridesmaids and like those in your groomsmen can, or can get a little tricky. Yeah. Luckily I'm in a position where I have two sisters and then a future sister-in-law. So I'm glad to be like avoiding a lot of, um, said drama. Cause if I were 
Zach and I decided we wanted to keep it small. But I do see like some of my other friends I've watched um, them compile their wedding parties and they don't have siblings and has caused tension among their friend groups. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's hard. It's very hard. I've known I've gone to weddings where there are no wedding parties as well. But you can just I don't know. I don't know how to No. I don't think I've ever been in a position where I was upset at a friend for not selecting me to be in there wedding party for sure yeah and especially planning our own now it gives you even more perspective on how difficult that is Mm -hmm. so I would try not to take it too personally maybe your friend has plans for you to be incorporated in the wedding in a different way whether it be like giving a speech or helping them out with whatever they may need and that could be very special but it's okay to be upset and hurt because you want to be there for your friend but It's definitely a hard place to be in. Yeah. Becky, have you ever been in this position? I haven't. I've only been a bridesmaid once. Yeah. Once a bridesmaid, once a bride. That's it. So I've never been in the like mad that I wasn't. But I I, honestly, since being a bridesmaid, I was like, I don't think I'd be sad to not be a bridesmaid ever again. You wouldn't want to do it. Like it was a lot of work. I loved being there and it was like, I loved the wedding, but it was like, very stressful, very tiring, yeah. very expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think what he's emailing us with sounds like he's being very logical about it. Like he's like, there could be a number of factors why I wasn't. I totally get that. I think maybe the salt in the wound was the insincere apology. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I would say you just take a shovel and you dig a big hole and you bury that down there, pat it down, plant mm. some flowers, Aww. and never think about it again. At the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal. It, right. If it's if that's a deal breaker for your friendship, then like that's something you maybe need to reevaluate, like your friendship yeah. and maybe your expectations. You know? Yeah. So I think yeah, weddings are tough. Yeah, weddings are really tough. Well, I mostly give people passes on weddings because I'm like. Uh, yeah, you, you you have to. You have yeah. to give people passes on weddings. But it also, it sounds like, you know, uh, most of the reason that this person is, like, hurt is because there was an expectation coming from them that they were going to be in the wedding party, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and And so, you know, you kind of have to think about it that way, uh, where, like, you've put yourself in this position, like just because you weren't asked to be a part of the wedding party, uh, you know, doesn't mean you, that, that this person doesn't like you or, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, wh- what is, is it that he feels excluded from his like group of four? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember for our wedding, uh, Ned had way more, friends than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wanted all of his friends from his college group to, um, to, uh, to be, to like stand up with us, mm-hmm. but I didn't have enough friends to fill out my side. And so I was like, yeah, I, I'm sorry, we can only do five. Like I can't do more than five. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had seven. And so he made two of them ushers. Mm. That's nice. Yeah. So I don't know, yeah. take, take the high road and you could always just ask and be like, do you need me to do anything? Yeah. yeah. Like, I understand that you, you know, you don't want me to be part of your, your like groomsman, but yeah. I'm happy to like, I'll be there. So I'm happy to help. 
Yeah. yeah. I would say just throw it out that way. Happy to help. Yeah. Happy to help with anything. Let yeah. me know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that way he, he can still feel included uh, and he won't like, I don't know. There, there are some things that groomsmen do together. And so that would mean that maybe he wasn't excluded from those things. Mm. Um, Cause I could see how if you were a group of four and two or three of the four people are off doing like these special things, you could feel yeah. kind of sad. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I think there's a lot of pressure on having like an even number yeah. on both sides, but I would say we had an uneven number and literally not a single Who person cares? noticed. Who <laughs> Nobody cares? noticed. That's true. Yeah. I think I was getting anxious and I told Zach, I was like, is it going to be weird if we have an odd number versus an even number? And Zach was like, no. "Ugh, you're just getting too in your head for that. Like one photo that your photographer probably knows how to just stage anyway, depending on whatever number. But yeah, we see like go on Pinterest. You see like brides, bridal parties, you see like 10 and 12 on each side. And it's like this whole like, whoa, holy but moly. It's, it's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. His yeah. heart is in the right place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fact that you want to be there for your friend, uh, that's that's where it's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just be there for him. Yeah. And, and don't make a big deal him, of it. Yeah, don't make a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. It's It seems like not a big deal at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And if it's not something that you're like willing to lose a friendship over, then what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, regarding the insincere apology, I... Uh, you know, he felt bad enough to apologize, but perhaps uh, it was it, it was like perceived as insincere because he didn't think it was that big a deal. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that helped, sir. Twenty-six-year-old yeah. <laughs> male. Hmm. Um, okay, here we go. Another audience <clears throat> question. Hello, you can sit with us, cast and crew. My name is Blank. And I'm going to be an orientation leader for my college this summer. The job should be pretty fun because I was an orientation leader last year and I have some friends doing it too. The other day I was telling my friend that I could feel me turning into a caricature of myself again. And that felt pretty weird. Last year I was the stereotypical orientation leader. I was smiley, cracking jokes, leading games and being enthusiastic. I was being myself, but in an amplified way. When I act, wait, when I look back, it feels like I didn't act. This year, I wonder if I can crank down the enthusiasm and be more ground, a more grounded version of myself. Will the incoming students have a better experience? I'll still be personable and funny, but without reducing my personality to my campus involvement and my experiences. My question entails, have you ever had to amplify or reduce your personality to relate to others? Do you ever feel like a character of caricature of yourself, maybe when in front of the camera or in a work setting? And finally, is becoming a caricature of myself the equivalent of an orientation leader customer service voice? Thank you, blank. P.S. I love the pod. <laughs> so cute. That is such a sweet question. Yes. <laughs> I feel like, um, <clears throat> I mean, I will answer it in a second, but but like the just the idea that she's thinking so deeply uh, about so, this. so deeply about it yeah. yeah is is very telling i think it's sweet yeah i can tell you're a very good orientation leader i mean i think it's i i think her use of the word caricature is interesting mm-hmm. um just cuz i don't usually i don't think i would ever call it that you're acting like a caricature i just think different situations you can 
match the level of the energy of the people that you're around. Yeah. But yeah, when you're in front of the camera, obviously you have to be a bigger, louder version of yourself to make Mm -hmm. it entertaining. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, the customer service voice, of course, like when Mm -hmm. I was waiting tables, you Uh had to, that's just like kind of part of your job. You have to be up and loud and all that. So I think it, it maybe sounded like she meant that she was like, being too defined by being an orientation leader. Mm -hmm. So maybe she needed to like also have other interests, Mm. but I don't think there's anything wrong with changing your, you know, your level based on what you're giving, you know, what you're being given. No, that's the level of the room. Yeah. That's just, that's just adapting to like your, your surroundings, you know, like that's what humans do. Yeah. Um, And I think that, like I definitely see myself doing this um, when I'm around people, when mm-hmm. I'm when I'm around like you know at a party or when you're meeting new people. Which this is this is orientation for your school. You know you're you're meeting probably hundreds of new people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and like it, not having the like probably very long conversations with very many of them. Yeah. You're, you're you're kind of like moving them through. Yeah, and so being the like the bubbly orientation leader is probably exactly what they want you to be yeah. and need from you. You know, mm-hmm. these are these are new freshmen coming in. They like they sometimes I feel like they just need a hug, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Um but I mean yeah, it, I I definitely think about myself at parties when I'm meeting new people mm-hmm. or like um cuz I I also get like a little bit nerve like, you know, I don't I'm not great with crowds, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I usually become a much bigger version of myself. And you kind of have to choose um, the parts of your personality that you're going to amplify, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's just a natural thing to do. Like some of the, maybe I'll go to a party where I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to mm, eat a lot tonight. You know, like tonight I'm going to be the really hungry person and take everybody else to the snack table. What? You know? What a choice. <laughs> what a choice. <laughs> Let's rewind. <laughs> Ariel or, plans to be. <laughs> or tonight I'm going to, I want to dance. You I'm know, be like, the dancing girl. Okay. You know what I mean? We're, yeah. we're like, no, I just want to sit and like eat my snacks tonight. Yeah. You guys don't do that? I think it's just the idea that before you go to a party, you're thinking about being the snack girl where you're going to show everyone where the snacks are. You're <laughs> so, so that's, that's the level of thought. I didn't think about it beforehand, but I'll take the vibe at the party and kind of be like, okay, well, uh, I'm definitely hanging out by the snack table at this party. You know? Like, yeah, yeah. No, I know. What I, I pick up what you're saying. But Yeah. And so you like, or like, okay, no, I'm just going to hang out at the bar and, and drink continuously throughout the evening. Yeah. You know, like, like going to the streamies parties or something like that. Mm -hmm. You have to, you know, sometimes they're so crowded that you sort of have to, you really have to decide that you want to go to the bar, you know, Mm -hmm. you're like, do Mm -hmm. I want to drink enough that I'm going to make my way through all of these people potentially run into somebody that I don't want to talk to. Uh, or am I just going to stand out here, stand here by the snacks? Yeah, I guess it's kind of just what you're comfortable with because in public speaking settings, you kind of have to be like this bigger personality because you're commanding an entire room of people. I remember when I first started at my first job, um, as a pediatric nurse, I used to get super uncomfortable, um, relating to toddlers in front of parents. That was something I was always super insecure about. And then like as I started practicing it more, I was like, oh my God, parents 
love when I like play with their kids. They almost prefer when I like don't talk to them and just talk to their kid, which like when I was first in nursing school, I was like very like talking to the parents and not actually talking to the, or before I would engage with the kid. But I don't know. I think it's just also practice and feeling like understanding what you're comfortable with and kind of feeling out. You can try and see if you're more comfortable being a less amplified version of what you're currently giving off. I feel like this person is a very good uh, orientation leader and I don't know. I I wonder if the reason that they're questioning their uh, approach with, you know, this, this orientation situation is, um, you know, they, they've done this before. They did it mm-hmm. last year. Is it exhausting or man? Well, I wonder actually. So I, I, I did orientate, I, I was an orientation leader for two years in a row as well. And, um, you know, so the first year that she did it and she was this bubbly caricature of herself, mm-hmm. maybe now she has all of the, the like previous freshmen that she was an orientation leader for coming up to her and, you know, like seeing her on campus, but they, don't see her for her. They see her solely for being an orientation leader, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so like, she feels like they don't know her and, and that they only know her from this like bubbly, like leadership personality. Mm. And so she would prefer this go around that, you know, maybe she tones it down a little bit and, and like can actually form uh, like lasting relationships with people. Yeah. Which th- there's nothing wrong with that, um, but I also think that it really depends on what you want to get out of orientation. Like, you know, those freshmen have come in and uh, they probably had a great experience. I'm sure you did a great job, um, but you know, becoming your friend and knowing you, I don't know if that's the goal of orientation. <laughs> I like one. I'm just wondering where this like insecurity is coming from but I guess we don't have that info yeah I wonder if she saw like a video of herself and was like oh (laughs) I mean it's true you do get a customer service voice yeah for sure did you guys ever work in any I guess maybe just Ariel because obviously nursing is customer service too did you ever work in like a customer like a retail store not not retail but when I worked at the art uh conservation place we had to um like you know, face to face with clients and things like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you definitely, uh, there were times when people would come in unannounced to the warehouse and they'd be like, I want to see my art. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it was the sort of thing where we would get stuff out ahead of time because mm-hmm. we knew they were coming. Mm-hmm. And so like somebody just showing up was a really, uh, jarring, really jarring. And, uh, it was very frustrating and difficult for us because, you know, it's an enormous warehouse full of art yeah, and we had to yeah. find their one specific piece. Right. Um, and Give so, us yeah. your best customer service voice. Give us your voice if someone came in to find their art and it wasn't there. It wasn't put out. Give us your Ariel's customer service voice. Okay. I need you to be the person though. Okay. Show up. Okay. Hello. I would like to see my art right now. <laughs> Thank you. I'm I'm so sorry, sir. Do you have an appointment? I don't need an appointment. I am an artiste. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Usually, the way that this works is uh, we you make an appointment and we find your art the day before and bring it out for you so that you can have you know a really good customer experience. Um, But unfortunately, if you don't have an appointment, it's 
probably going to take me about 45 minutes to, um, to find your art for you. Are you prepared to wait? Fine. Thank you. <laughs> wow. So agreeable. All right, Maggie, let's give us your customer service voice. Let's oh say someone gosh. calls you on your work phone. Oh, okay. okay. Tell us how you answer. Okay. Ring, 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 ring. I'll just say, Pete, this is Maggie. Hello, Maggie. I need those labs stat. Oh, uh, with whom am I speaking with? <laughs> Dr. Rebecca. Oh, Dr. Rebecca. In regards to which patient are we talking about today? Um, Stephanie Shoelace. Okay. Um, one <laughs> second. I am just in a patient's room right now. I'm going to take down your extension and I will call you right back with those lab results. Thank you so much, Nurse Bustamante. You're welcome. Talk to you <laughs> soon. Continue doing a good <laughs> job. <laughs> good job. <laughs> Good job. Becky's <laughs> just taken by both yeah. everybody. She's like, I am prepared to wait 45 yeah. minutes. Thank you for offering me the time. Such an agreeable grumpy. I know. <laughs> always, always. We used to do this thing uh, at when I worked at a retail store. We did it when we worked in the restaurant too, but like answering phones isn't as like prevalent there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, we would all do our customer service voice with like a face. So you'd be talking to your friends. Be talking to your friends to be like, oh yeah, I did this this weekend, and then you hear the phone. Hi, thank you so much for calling, Miss oh. Becky. How can I help you? Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Bye, bye. <laughs> and then you hang up and you're done. And then you're like immediately <laughs> oh, you're frowning so again. Immediately like, wow, that fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't think I think to answer to round out her question or their question, uh, uh, do what you're comfortable with. Yeah. If you want to be less, you know, bubbly or less loud, be less bubbly and loud. If you if you like it and you're having fun doing it, then keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's up to you. Yeah, because yeah. I get you could be whoever you want. Yeah, yeah, I get that it can be having to be a louder version of yourself for like a hundred percent of an entire week or however long this retreat is is a lot. So if you want to take it down like two percent, five percent, ten percent, do you, boo boo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. I know that it feels insincere sometimes to act bigger than you normally do, mm -hmm. uh, but it's still you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you're having fun. Yeah. yeah. And nobody can really tell if you're uncomfortable unless you're like giving off that vibe too. But sometimes you're in your head too much as well. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Another one in the books. <laughs> that was a tough one. That was yeah. an interesting one. I do want, I want some follow-up with yeah. that one. We had someone follow up the other day, but I forget what it was. Oh, it was with, not couch. What do they call him? Love seat. Love bag. Love bag. <laughs> we got an update on love bag. What's the update? Oh, here it is. Here it is. This love shock. Love sack. <laughs> uh, so if you remember love sack, her roommate or her friend that she was letting stay on her couch had sex with her boyfriend on that, on said couch. Mm-hmm. Um, but her name was Emma and she said, she just want to say thanks for the advice. I did have a good combo with my friend. Cause that was like our main takeaway was that she needed to chat with her friend, mm -hmm. um, to answer the questions that we had asked. She said her roommates did not hear them having sex, but were extremely annoyed when they found out that they did. Um, her past roommate problems also involved cr crossing boundaries. Um, and their room is not a common area in a bedroom, but just two bedrooms connected. So the walls are pretty thin and it's very close quarters. Whoa. Ah. So it sounds like they resolved everything and they're, you know, working, they're working it out. They're working yeah. over these boundary issues. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now we have, am I the asshole? You guys want to do this? Aita. 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 All right. Am I the asshole? For not scheduling a new hire's vacation. Oh, oh. 
I am the manager of a small team at a large company. <clears throat> Each manager does their team schedule. I hired Lacey last week. Mm-hmm. Lacey told me when she accepted the job that she already had a non that she already had non-refundable vacation plans at the end of May. I told her that I did the schedule and would try to accommodate her, and I could not accommodate her at all. There was already another team member out, and I put up the schedule and was very surprised at an email from Lacey regarding her vacation not being scheduled. I informed her that we didn't have the flexibility and that she was expected to work. When I went on my lunch break, I walked by Lacey's desk and was surprised to see it packed. She handed me her lanyard and told me that she quit. She said that she wasn't losing out on $2,500 and that she already had an offer from one of the jobs that she turned down that promised her vacation was safe. I'm now being called into my boss's office because she quit so fast. But in my experience, if you start a new job, you understand that you are last for vacation. My fiance says that I'm an idiot and she was telling me, not asking me. There you go. Whoa. Yeah, sorry, you're an asshole. Yeah, yeah. for and, sure. And you're definitely going to get in trouble at your job. Like, for sure. you, you basically forced someone to quit. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. told you they had a non-negotiable vacation. You yeah. hired them. That person is not showing up. Whatever yeah. you're paying them sounds yeah. like it's not enough yeah. to make up for the loss. And I think it was poor managing. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You for have sure. to also admit that you wouldn't have had anyone to fill that position unless you picked somebody else for the role. Mm-hmm. So you kind of just have to accept loss and honor vacations of both employees. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, okay. So one thing that I feel like a lot of people don't understand is that, uh, like taking a job, it's an agreement between the person giving the job and the person accepting the job. And it sounds like one of the like things that she said when she decided, like was going to accept the job mm-hmm. was that I'm taking this vacation, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. this is like me accepting the job hinges on this being a part of yeah what's happening. Yeah. So absolutely. He, he, he like reneged on that, uh, um, understanding. Yeah. And yeah. So she, she had every right to quit. Yeah. yeah. Listen to your girlfriend. Yeah. I don't necessarily think they're an asshole. I think they just like made a poor management choice. Yeah. And it sounds like they're going to get reprimanded for that poor management choice. Right. Because if you're responsible for all the schedules, you know, I've worked for $15 an hour before and certainly have (laughs) just said, I'm not coming in. You know what I mean? Like if you've already had that agreement that it's not going to work out, I think it's an older generation's mentality that we should all be grateful to have any job anyone will ever give us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so if she's already spent that like $2,500 that it was, that's that's a 40-hour work week. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, no. Mm-hmm. And also, no. like it, it, nobody would want to work for somebody who like completely disregarded their uh like schedule in in that way that Mm -hmm. i mean yeah i actually do think that that was a kind of an asshole move yeah like it it was just mean yeah it sounds like she just wasn't thinking about it yeah which Mm -hmm. again another strike yeah for the management team Mm. you are the (laughs) asshole we're sorry you are the asshole (laughs) goodbye Goodbye. (laughs) enjoy Uh, your meeting with your boss's boss (laughs) okay um, am I the asshole for leaving my best friend and his friends stranded in an unfamiliar city? 
So for background, my best friend has gotten into going to these Spartan races. He and a small group of his friends have started going to local ones, but recently heard about one in another state and wanted to go compete in it. But they didn't have anywhere to stay. So they asked me if they could borrow my truck and trailer. Uh, I have a tow behind camp. Oh, I have a tow behind camper. Um, I said, no, I wasn't comfortable with them taking my truck and trailer, but that I drive them and the camper to their event. We made the three-hour trip and set everything up in the area where the race was taking place the next day. I have a habit of leaving my keys on a hook next to the door to my bedroom and my camper. Remember this, come nightfall, I went to take a phone call outside and ended up wandering around the grounds for over an hour. When I got back to the camper, the door was locked. And I was told by my best friend's older friend through the window that there wasn't enough room for me in my trailer. So I reached for my keys to unlock the door, but realized that I had left them inside the camper on the hook in my room. So I called my best friend from outside and all I was told was, sorry, bro, nothing I can do. So I ended up sleeping in my truck that night, which I had fortunately left unlocked by accident. The race began at 8 a.m. and at 7, they came meandering out of the trailer and woke me up. No apology, by the way. So while they were in their race, I hooked my truck back up to the trailer, closed and locked everything and waited until just after they finished and had started walking back to the trailer. Think a really wide open field. When I saw them coming, I started the truck and drove off the property with them chasing behind. (laughs) I made the three hour trip back home, declining call after call. And when I finally got home, I took my best friend's call. He started yelling at me saying, why would you do this? We have no way home now. I just said, sorry, you shouldn't have made me sleep in my truck after I did you a solid. He told me that that there were better ways to handle this than leaving them in an unfamiliar city with no way home. I think he ended up calling his dad to come and get them. Is he right? Was there a better way to handle this? I felt justified until he said that. And I'm kind of doubting my decision now. Am I the asshole? Oh my God. I would say you're really petty, but you're not an <laughs> asshole. I would say it's very petty to drive away like that, but also you are like heavily disrespected with your time and your yeah. uh, your space. It's very weird that they told you you couldn't come in the camper. Um, that's that's, that's weird. weird. That's, that's weird. strange. That's weird. Um, but definitely a petty move to drive away while they were. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would have just banged. I mean, I would have banged on the windows. I would have just stood there knocking Wake on the up. door until they opened the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For I would sure. have been like, heck no, this is your eviction notice. Let me yeah. in. <laughs> well, but also, uh, like, if you had had your keys, then you would have just, what, like, Went gone in. in and said move and yeah. found a place to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's that seems like. There, it seems like something else was involved in like not letting you into your yeah. own camper. Like, I don't know, were they like partying drunk in there and everybody was asleep and they're like, nah, go away. I don't know. We need more information. We need more information yeah. on that more information. Cause yeah, it also sounds like your, your friends are kind of dicks. For, yeah, like, it's so mean. Yeah, taking advantage of you like that. You drove them out there. Yeah. Um, you know, like this isn't even something that you like to do. This Spartan race. Yeah, you're just trying to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get so you- funny though. Yeah. <laughs> Image of the big field sounds like a sitcom. <laughs> it sounds like the end of a sitcom. Yeah, yeah, and then driving away while they're running after you. Yeah, I mean, I I probably would have just like texted them in the morning and been like, "That was a really shitty thing that you did. I'll see you when you get home." <laughs> you know. 
instead of just waiting around for them to send the pics so you could just drive away. Yeah. I do think that's like the level of petty that I find hilarious is yeah. that he waited the entirety of the race <laughs> to until watch their he face. had visual of them and then was just like, Fine. <laughs> so I would say yes. It was a bit petty. It was a bit petty. <laughs> it, was a bit it, petty. it was a bit petty. And and also it wasn't just that you were taking your trailer, like you had driven them out there in your truck. And so they had no way to get home. Should have thought about that before they locked you out of your own camper. I know. That's so true. Yeah. No, it all sounds weird. It sounds weird. It sounds like they're a weird group of friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how good of friends it sounds Who like Who treats their friend like that? You go sleep in your car. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. It just seems weird. That seems really weird. But I would say you, you know, you had reason enough to, uh, to like be mad. Yeah. But maybe we took it a little bit too far. I think it was maybe there was a line and you just kind of touched your tippy toe over the edge of it. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. So you're like an asshole with like a small A, not a capital A. Yeah. You know, I like that. Like a little asshole-ish. Yeah. But not, you know, it wasn't for nothing. Yeah. It wasn't for nothing. Yeah. I mean, leaving somebody stranded in a city sucks, uh, but they could have just gotten a, a rental car or something. You know, call a neighbor, go to a enterprise, rent a car, go home. Now they're going to think twice before they're mean to someone who drove them three hours and gave them a place to stay. Yeah, totally. That was a life lesson learned. Learned the hard way. Yeah. 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 So if you were talked about on today's episode, other than the am I the asshole, if you asked advice, let us know. Pop in. Mm -hmm. Give us an update. Mm -hmm. Answer the questions we had. Yeah. Let us know. because What'd you do? How'd it turn out? Yeah, how'd it turn out? <laughs> Get these stunning conclusions to, to advice in real life. Yeah. Uh, but until next time, guys, thanks for listening. Download, subscribe, like, comment, share it. Wash your hands. Get vaccinated. We're on an uptick again, guys. So mm-hmm. let's all be safe. Mm-hmm. And pee after sex. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.